Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Um, I apologize for this being delayed, and I intended to record yesterday, but um, I had some major stomach problems uh, over the Christmas holiday, and I, I think I'm finally clear of them, fortunately. But, uh, you know, other than that, honestly, my Christmas was good. It was just, <laughs> you know, I didn't get to eat a lot of the fantastic uh, meals that my mom had had made. Uh, you know, she does ham and she does this broccoli. She does the best broccoli casserole, like hands down. Like if you go to a place, a restaurant, ugh, my mom does the best broccoli casserole. And then she does this like pineapple bake that's really good and corn casseroles. So that was the bummer. That was the bummer of Christmas. But, you know, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, still had a really great Christmas. Um, got to see some see some movies. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I know I've said this is sports mostly, but I'll do a little bit of cultural stuff uh, this uh, this podcast as well. But got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about tech football. They play tomorrow. We're going to talk some tech basketball. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit of sprinklings of college football, COVID stuff, and uh, NFL, <laughs> the NFL games yesterday were the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Um, and then, then we'll uh, end with some viewer questions and then the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's talk a little bit about the um, bowl game tomorrow. They're playing the Liberty Bowl against Mississippi State. Obviously, this is a bit of an interesting matchup because uh, Mississippi State's coached by uh, Mike Leach. And, you know, I'm not going to go over the whole Leach saga again. And, you know, certainly people have very strong feelings on either side. I've made my feelings pretty well known about uh, how I feel like Tech handled the Leach situation. But, uh, you know, in all honesty, this game, it's just, to me, it's 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 just feels like a weird game because, honestly, um, how much does it really matter? Um, we're, we're transitioning to a new coaching staff. Um, who knows who all is going to be back next year? Um, so, uh, to me, the compelling stuff to watch is I'd like to see you know, Donovan Smith gets some, get more reps, gets more, get more playing time. Cause I do think he's probably going to be the starter next year. And hopefully, uh, you know, he looks a little bit better than he did against, uh, Oklahoma state. And, um, you know, I thought it looked pretty decent against Baylor. Um, but again, you know, I think a lot of the offensive problems isn't Donovan Smith or any QB for that matter. I think it's the offensive line, which is why I'm really excited that, uh, Steven Hamby's coming in to coach the O-line. You know, Hamby was part of, those really good leech teams when, you know, Tech had the, one of the best offensive lines in the nation at the time. So, um, you know, I I think the be- big part of the game was, you know, it's just not lay an egg, you know, lose by 50 or 60. I think certainly, you know, Leach is going to be motivated to pour on the points. But I'm not really – I'll watch the game, but I'm not really invested in, oh, Tech's got to win tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I think the – the more important stuff football wise is happening, you know, with Joey McGuire and the recruiting process. And certainly, you know, the, we talked about the recruiting class last episode that he brought in and, you know, he's, he's got also got some guys coming in from the transfer portal, got a wide receiver from Texas. Uh, there's the potential for UTEP's best wide receiver to come to tech. So to me, that's, that's the bigger story than, you know, tomorrow's game. Also, I, I do want to say something to Joey McGuire and about football, and I want to talk about the uniforms because t- 
Tech, we need a little bit of change in uniforms. Just go back to one helmet. needs to be the black helmet. Go back to the flat double T, the real double T, okay? We don't need a red helmet. We don't need a white helmet, okay? They look terrible, okay? And I'm good with white jerseys, black black jerseys, red, whatever, but let's go back to one helmet and perfect prime opportunity to go back to the flat double T, which looks a million times better than the 3D double T does. Okay, and I also got to give them a compliment this week. Their practice helmets, where they put the double T with the horsey rearing up, that is solid because I'm a big fan of that logo. That might be my favorite tech logo. So, um, another good thing I want to say about the Liberty Bowl is they are allowing the masked rider to, to ride, which some bowls don't allow that, and that's really cool because this is going to be Fearless Champions' last ride for a football game. So, that's kind of cool as well. But honestly, more than that, I, I'm really more turned towards next year and kind of the intrigue and, and certainly uh, can, can uh, McGuire better this team uh, going into next year, which I think he can. I think, I think the recruiting class was extremely solid. Um, you know, certainly next year's recruiting class has, has gotten off to a great start as well. Let's talk a little bit of Tech basketball. And, uh, you know, they have been off since the Gonzaga game. Or I take that back. They did play last Tuesday against I don't even remember the name of the team they whipped them (laughs) Uh, it was they whipped them pretty bad and that was without TJ Shannon and Malik Wilson Um, shoot whatever they whipped them Um, you know this this team um, they definitely need to get those two pieces back before big 12 play Um, but they you know they've this is still I think a pretty solid team I think the difference between being top four in the big 12 and being, you know, in the mid middle area of the Big 12 is going to be if you can get TJ Shannon and Malik Wilson healthy. Because um, I, th- I think this is still a very solid team. They, you know, they, they did lose to Gonzaga. Yes, they did. But there was a lot of things to be impressed by in that loss. And, you know, Bacho, to me, Bacho's been the best surprise of this season. You know, Tech has, has over the last few years, they've had these post players that were more projects than anything else, meaning you you really could not rely on them to give you high-quality minutes. And Bacho's a different story. Bacho is coming in, putting in quality minutes, making some quality plays, and, you know, it's it's been a really good thing for Tech. And so um, hopefully, you know, that, that'll uh, continue on when they can get TJ Shannon and Malik Wilson back. You know, they've got one more game uh, tomorrow before conference play. They're going to play Alabama State. You know, I expect they'll probably blow them out, blow them out of the water. Um, and then, uh, you know, they start they, – they've got a pretty tough stretch to start the Big 12. They start with Oklahoma State, uh, which always gives Tech trouble in basketball. And then they've got Iowa State, who nobody I think thought was going to be undefeated going into Big 12 play. And then they play Kansas, and then they end up with Baylor. So – you know, it's a pretty tough stretch, and so I mean, I, I don't expect them to go undefeated. That'd be awesome if they did, but you know, if they could get to two and two, those first four games to me that'd be a victory. Um, you know, the Big Twelve, hands down, is the is the toughest uh, basketball conference, and you know, if Tech can finish, you know, in that top four, you're still probably looking at a three seed in the NCAA tournament, which I think is is you know going to be 
awesome opportunity to advance pretty far deep into the tournament. So I do want to make a prediction about NCAA basketball. I'm going to put it on record. Okay, so this is December 27th, 2021. Mark my words. Before the game on February 1st, Judas Country Club Chris Beard will magically test positive for COVID and will not, he will either not be at the game in Lubbock or they will cancel the game in Lubbock and Texas will pull a Baylor last year and just have these COVID cases spring up when they have tough opponents coming. But I just, Beard will not make the trip to the USA. I just can see it in my mind. Mark it down. Chris Carpenter show, December 27th, 2021. Beard will test positive for COVID before the game February 1st. Remember I said that. So anyway, let's get off of, of you know, bozos like Beard. You know, he's going to be, he's making his bed and he's going to have to sleep in it. And it's in the People's Republic of Austin. So it's not a very good bed, quite frankly. And let's move on to the NFL games yesterday. And I'm laughing because if you're a fan of the Redskins or if you're a fan of, of the Steelers, it was rough, rough go for you yesterday. I got to say the Chiefs impressed me probably more than the Cowboys because all of last week, you know, the Chiefs had major COVID issues. Kelsey didn't even play, and Tyreek Hill was on the COVID list, I think, all the way up till Friday and was able to get off and play. And they still, I mean, they boat raced the Steelers. Um, very impressive victory. I mean, I know the Steelers aren't the Steelers of old, but, you know, very impressive victory. Um, they play the Bengals next week, and that, you know, at the beginning of the season, you looked at the schedule and thought, oh, well, that'd be an easy win. The Bengals have been playing very strong as well. Uh, should be a fun game to watch. Um, but it's it's trending towards the Chiefs getting the number one seed, and if they don't have to leave Arrowhead, it's going to be tough for them to lose, and Mahomes could be going to a third straight Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, I... Two months ago, I wouldn't have said that, but it, it it it's it's a lesson in don't give up on a team, but it's also a lesson in you got to get hot at the right time, which, you know, tr- uh, contrast them with the Cardinals, you know, Cliff's team. The Cardinals were hot back in September, October, and they've basically done a nosedive the last uh, few weeks. And, you know, they're going to get in the playoffs, but uh, they're looking one and done right now. So, but, uh, you know, everything's trending good for the Chiefs um, as far as getting the number one seed. And, um, you know, they're going to be a tough, they're going to be a tough team to beat at Arrowhead. So let's talk about the Cowboys. Uh, Another game that was, and I did not expect that to be a blowout. I thought the Cowboys had a good chance to win. um, But boy, uh, the Redskins have got issues and the Cowboys exploited that last night. I mean, you know, it, it it was such a fun game. I mean, Terrence Steele, Texas Tech, former Texas Tech offensive lineman, uh, scored a touchdown. So, um, you know, this – I'm still not sold on this Cowboys team. Um, you know, I, two months ago I would have said the Cardinals would be a worthy test, but they're struggling. Could be – I think it would still be a, a pretty interesting game next week against the Cardinals. But, I mean, the Cowboys – and then they got the Eagles um, – 
I think at that point, they're probably not going to have much to play for because I think they're going to need help to even have a chance at the number one seed. Um, and the Packers have, I think, got that locked up pretty well. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, the Cowboys, to me, are an unknown qu- quantity. Um, you know, what are they going to do when they make the playoffs? Um, are they going to lay an egg like they have the past 25 years? Or could they go on a little bit of a run? I, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. But uh, be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, the Cardinals game is going to be intriguing. It's not as intriguing as it was, you know, two months ago when, when you know, the Cardinals were hot. But, you know, it should be a fun test. And we'll just have – the Cowboys, I think, are a wait and see. Um, you know, I think the good news is – the teams that are on the top of the NFC, I mean, the Cowboys have already played Tampa Bay, and, and really, if their kicker had made extra points and field goals, they would have beaten them on opening night. Green Bay, to me, I'm not sold on Green Bay doing anything because we've seen this script before with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay where they have a strong regular season, they finish as a one or two seed, and then they flame out in the playoffs, and usually they flame out of the NFC Championship game and just get boat raced. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure what to think about them. Um, you know, we'll see. So we'll kind of wait and see with the Cowboys. But they looked really strong last night. And <laughs> good luck, Washington. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit of the bowl situation. And it's kind of madness right now. We've got all sorts of COVID issues popping up. You know, Texas A&M proved that the 12th man is dead because <laughs> they whipped out on Wake Forest. Um, where I, where I'm from El Paso, the Sun Bowl, uh, it's in jeopardy because Miami had to pull out. Um, there's pretty good sized rumors that, that the Sun Bowl is going to be played. Um, and they're going to be able to get a replacement team. Washington state is already in El Paso ready to play, but it's just, just an unfortunate situation. And, you know, I, I don't understand how we could get through the entire season, without COVID issues and now they're popping up, uh, you know, my, my big question, and I'm, I'm going to wade into a little bit of the politics here. My big question is, are these players that are testing positive, are they asymptomatic? Are they symptomatic? They haven't really answered that, but you know, and, and to me, it's absolutely ridiculous that the college, uh, the NCAA or college football playoff people have basically said that we could basically end up with a national champion by default. If three teams, have COVID issues and one team's left standing absolute madness. And so hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully none of the playoff games are affected um, by the, the COVID stuff. I do want to talk a little bit, give, give you my predictions on the playoff games. I think the playoff games are going to be very anticlimactic, climactic, uh, quite frankly. And I think you're going to end up with an Alabama, Georgia rematch. I think Michigan's got a better chance of winning than Cincinnati, but, uh, you know, I think you're going to end up with an Alabama-Georgia rematch. I think the good news with that is the last time we had, uh, it was several years ago when LSU-Alabama ended up playing in the national championship and the ratings were pretty terrible. I think we're going to head towards a pretty bad ratings if it's an Alabama-Georgia rematch. I think what that will lead to is that'll be the final final push to expand the playoff and and you know I think by 20 
24 at the, I think by 2024, you will see an expanded playoff, which is going to be, I think, really good, um, for, for college football. Um, so, but that's kind of what I see happening, um, you know, with the two playoff games, you know, and, you know, hopefully they get played. I, I, it's just, to me, it's just madness that's, this is going on and, you know, let's, let's get this, let's get this figured out. It, it doesn't, does not need to be this way. Um, you know, with all this. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break and then I'm going to uh, read some listener questions and answer those. And then we'll end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter show. Late breaking news. Um, I just saw that the Oklahoma state tech game has been rescheduled, uh, to January the 13th. Um, it sounds like it's due to COVID issues with Oklahoma State because Tech is still going to be playing Alabama State. Makes an interesting schedule for Tech. So Tech's going to open up Big 12 play against Iowa State at Iowa State. Then they're going to play Kansas. Then they'll play Baylor. Then they'll play Oklahoma State. So, again, 2-2 two and two is going to be a victory, I think, um, if they can get to 2-2. Two and two. Um Rough, rough for Tech. I, w- I would have rather opened up with Oklahoma State than certainly on the road against uh, Iowa State. But things happen, and especially this year with the COVID stuff, we're just going to have to be flexible, I guess. But um, just a b- bit of a shame there. So let's get to some listener questions that were sent in. Uh, shout out uh, to my listeners. We had Alan. He sent in a couple of questions. His are non-sports related, but that's okay. Because the Chris Carpenter Show, we do we do sports, but we also do some non-sports stuff as well. So, his first question is, what are my favorite Christmas movies of all time? Well, I got to tell you, this I think this year I did it the best as far as watching Christmas movies. There was Christmas movies. There were a couple I missed just because I could I did not have access to them with my streaming and all other stuff, but. Uh, my number one is Christmas Vacation. That is my favorite. I not only watch it at least once a year during the Christmas season, I usually watch it two or three times a year. Uh, definitely my favorite uh, Christmas movie. My number two is probably Home Alone. Uh, classic movie. Um, actually saw it in theaters. My brother, by the way, he looked like Kevin McAllister back uh, when uh, when he was that age. So it, it's always, it, he literally would get stopped, uh, you know, in public by people uh, that thought he looked like him. So definitely Home Alone is number two. Number three is probably going to be Die Hard. Yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, people. Hans Gruber falling off Nakatomi Plaza signals the beginning of the Christmas day. So Die Hard is number three, and I got to watch that on Christmas Eve. It was fantastic. Um, number four is probably going to be Four Christmases. It's probably the newest one uh, that I've I've seen. Uh, it came out in 2008 with Reese Witherspoon, Vince Vaughn, but it's also got Robert Duvall, Tim McGraw, Mary Steenburgen, John Voight. It's, it's hilarious and a very quotable movie as well. And then I would say number five is Krampus. Krampus is usually what I start the Christmas season watching because Krampus in the calendar comes December the 4th and fun movie. Um, it's, 
it's not I wouldn't say it's a horror movie. It's a suspenseful suspenseful got some jumps type movie, but love it. Honorable mentions. I love Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That's a good one. Um Elf, I like Elf. Um it's not in my top 5, but it's a fun movie to watch. Um the Santa Claus, the first one, and really all three of them are decent. The third one's a little rough, but the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen movies, that those are good as well. Um, I'm a sucker for a very Brady Christmas. I watch that. I know I, I'm a little weird. What can I say? Um, I like. I enjoy that one. Prancer, uh, another good one, and I didn't get to see that this year because it's not on any streaming service. I'm going to try and order it on DVD in the new year and then have it ready for next year. That's a good one. Christmas with the Cranks, I enjoy that one as well. I'll tell you which one, and I, I'm, I might lose listeners over this. Don't cancel me here, people. But ov- most over, over, overrated Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. I don't get it. I don't get why people think it's fantastic. I don't get why TBS and TNT do a 24-hour marathon of it. It just, no, it's no, not not my cup of tea, let me say. So, those are my favorite Christmas movies. Um, and again, yeah, I did a pretty good job of watching most of them this year. Um, Alan also had a question. Who are the best athlete-turned-actors of all time? Really good question. Um, we've had interesting athletes-turned-actors. O.J. Simpson comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know if I want to give him that uh, honor. Uh, Jim Brown certainly acted in a lot of movies. Shaq did some movies. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, athletes turned actors. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be controversial here with this because yes, it's a sport, and he was an athlete too. He played football for Miami University, of Miami. But I'm gonna go with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Um, he has he and yes, wrestling is a sport, by the way. So boom, another controversial statement today. Um, but I would, I would say the rock, I mean, the rock, the movies that he makes, he's made some top notch blockbusters, top notch movies, and he's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood now. Um, so I would, I would say the rock uh, would be mine, you know, as far as, you know, sports figures besides him, I'm trying to think, I mean, you know, I can't really think of another one besides the, I would, I would put the rock, I would say the rock for sure. So good questions, Alan, and shout out to Alan uh, for coming with those questions. We have uh, another few more questions. Um, Let me find these up here. Um, So I'm going to answer this question. It's a little bit political, but I'm going to answer it. Uh, Dennis wants to know my position on COVID vaccines and if they're going to continue putting out boosters every few months. Um. My position on the vaccines is if you feel like you need to get it, get it. I got it. Um, and I got the booster too. And I don't regret it. Um, you know, I, I really don't want to wade too much deep into it. The big question, do I think we're going to have boosters every few months? Probably. Um, I think, I, I certainly think we'll probably have a fourth booster at some point. Uh, you know, I I really try not to talk about COVID much on the podcast. And, and to be honest with you, I really don't pay attention a lot to the COVID stuff. Because number one, it's just all-encompassing, all-encompassing. It's a little bit depressing after almost two years with it, you know. Um, But, you know, take precautions if you feel like you need to. And 
Um, you know, I'm not going to tell someone yes or no, go get it. That's got to be a decision you've got to make. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think we'll probably have to get another booster at some point and I'll, I'll go get it. You know, I don't feel, you know, I don't regret getting any of the vaccinations I've gotten associated with COVID. Cause I know I've been exposed, you know, in the classroom probably multiple times and, you know, apparently it worked cause I didn't get COVID. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, good question, Dennis. Like I said, I'm not, I try not to wade too much into the politics, but, uh, you know, Dennis also had a question about what was my favorite Christmas gift of all time. So there's not really a specific Christmas gift of all time. Uh, I've gotten some really cool gifts. I remember probably my earliest Christmas memory, the first Christmas I really remember, I think I was like four or five and my parents got me, I, I, I had a Teddy Ruxpin I, and they got me a grubby, which it broke like immediately, which kind of was, was terrible, but that's not my parents' fault. Um, but they set up the grubby and the Teddy Ruxpin to be talking and then they put them in a tent. Like I got this huge like tent and then I was a big Raiders fan at the time because I loved Bo Jackson and I got like a Raiders jersey set with the helmet. I remember that Christmas. Um, I remember I got this really cool Star Trek transporter set one year. That was cool. Um, I got a trombone for Christmas, um, which then got stolen several years later, and I never found out who stole it, but that's a whole other story. That was a cool gift. Um, I got a telescope one year for my cousin. I mean, I don't, to me, like, I enjoy getting gifts for Christmas. Um, and I mean, I had a good Christmas gift wise, so, but to me, the gifts is not what I remember about Christmas. I remember my family, um, you know, my aunt Carol, uh, used to come into town and we would go to as many movies as we could. And she would stay for like two weeks. And literally we would, we would go to the double digits and there were some days we went like three times, three movies in a day. And to me, I have great memories from that. Cause there were some fun things that happened. We, we played demolition derby and you know, there was just fun incident and we would clap when the, <laughs> when the movie candy thing would come on. And I mean, I remember that. And I think my love of movies came from that, you know, that was fun. Um, you know, I remember, you know, some of my, my other aunts and uncles coming in, my uncle Matt came in, when, you know, I remember one year he started a fire in the fireplace and we forgot to open up the flume and smoke filled that. I mean, that was really funny. Um, you know, I remember my grandparents going to their house and, you know, one year they got me like this inflatable dinosaur and it was like remote control. That was really cool. Um, but I mean, you know, to me, I mean, that was a cool present, but it was more like getting to spend time with my family and, you know, the jokes and the laughter. I mean, to me, that is more fun. I mean, like this year, Christmas Eve, we got to play this fun game that my cousin, shout out to cousin Kathy, uh, gave us called a Merry Dismas. And that was so much fun. I mean, we had laughs and I mean, to me, that's more, that is more special than, you know, getting a gift. Um, but I mean, I appreciate getting gifts from my family and I, I appreciate it. I love giving gifts to people. So, um, but that, that's kind of my, my thought, my, my favorite memories of Christmas, you know, is, is those sorts of things. But, um, one last question and it is from Mr. Suchi, also known as, uh, Alan's dad. And he asked, will Chris Beard succeed in Austin? And if not, will they let him stay? Well, 
I don't think he succeeds in Austin, and I think the the bloom is coming off the rose as we speak in Austin. Uh, there, you know, we we got news today that Jalen Tyson, who was a tech recruit, um, ended up following Beard to uh, People's Republic of Austin. Uh, came in, you know, is is now entering the transfer portal. I think Beard will stay a few years. Um, I don't think he gets him a national championship. And then I think ultimately um, Beard will either, uh, he'll either flame out at all in, at UT like uh, Shaka Smart did. And really Shaka Smart didn't flame out. It was the UT fans have this view of their program that they're supposed to be on the level of Duke and Kentucky. Um, and they're not, and their fan base doesn't really <laughs> care that much about basketball. But uh, you know, he'll either flame out or um, he will he will leave for an NBA job. But you know, I hope it was worth it to him. He he lost a lot of goodwill uh, the people of Lubbock and Tech had towards him, and you know, I hope someday the relationship can be repaired. I mean, I hope someday the Mike Leach Tech relationship can be repaired because I think it's been a shame that Tech refuses to acknowledge those great teams in the 2000s. But, you know, getting back to Beard, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point uh, with Beard, just the way that it went down and, you know, that he that he did Tech wrong with the money situation. But, you know, uh, t- it worked out for Tech. Uh, you know, Mark Adams, I'm so glad he's here. And, and you know, I, the coaching staff we have now, uh, I think they're fantastic. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I still I still have great memories of the, the Beard teams. But I'll remember the players more than him. So, but anyway, good questions. And, again, uh, follow me on the C-Carp show. That is the official Twitter handle of the Chris Carpenter show and continue sending your listener questions and I will get to them and, and address them on air. So anyway, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, it'll be the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And my tip of the week is going to be centered around new year's where we're going to be coming upon the New Year's celebration this uh, Friday into Saturday. Um, my tip of the week is, this is how Chris Carpenter celebrates New Year's. I stay in, I make my own special meal, usually with black-eyed peas, and I watch the ball drop at home. And my tip of the week is that because, as, as, as the saying, as I've heard from multiple people is, the amateurs are out on New Year's. There's a lot of bozos that are out on the streets New Year's Eve, um, so I'd li- I just prefer to stay safe. I'm also, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not a, you know, I go to bed, <laughs> I go to bed usually at midnight, you know, on weekends even now. Um, so, but you know, find a find a good way to celebrate the New Year's. Staying in, there's nothing wrong with staying in for New Year's, and we're gonna have two good football games on. New Year's Eve um, to watch the playoff games and you can always find a good marathon as well on TV, but um, stay in, have your black eyed peas and, you know, ha- have a great New Year's and um, hard to believe we're entering into 2022. I do want to say one thing and I've noticed this on Facebook a lot, you know, people griping about 2021. We're so glad it's over. And we saw that, obviously we saw that a lot last year with 2020, you know, 
yeah, I get, I get it. You know, 2020, certainly a tough year. Um, for a lot of people, 2021 was a tough year as well, but you know, find the blessings, um, in, in these, these last two years. And, uh, you know, even in 2020, there was a lot of blessings I, you know, I can look at in my own life and I know you can probably look at and, um, choose to remember those. Um, don't choose to remember the, the negative stuff. And, you know, 2021 has been a great year for me, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. I got to got to go on a great vacation uh, with my mom and, you know, got to start this podcast and, you know, I'm healthy. Um, I get to teach uh, a subject that I love, American history, um, you know, and yeah, life life is full of bad stuff as well, but you know, I'm grateful for 2021 and, and I look forward to 2022 as well, but, you know, choose, choose to focus on the good, good stuff and the good blessings. Um, but anyway, I hope everybody has a great new year's and I will see you. I will, I will, hopefully my plan is to record Sunday, uh, January the 2nd, um, and I might even actually record January the 1st, especially now since there's no tech game. Um, but I will see you in 2022. And again, give my Twitter uh, a follow. It's at the C Carp Show. Tell your friends about this uh, this podcast. And, you know, let's grow the audience in 2022. I will see you next time in 2022 on The Chris Carpenter Show.